Hello, and welcome to another episode of Don't Fuck With The Original. I am your host, Casper. And I am Becky Gruen, guys. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays, because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. Oh, yes. Okay. So, you guys, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Yay! Happy Valentine's Day, guys. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. And even though we'd be rather saying, happy Halloween number two. Right. <laughs> Logistics. Happy Halloween deuces. <laughs> Still trying to make that a uh, uh, petition. Yeah. Maybe someday. <clears throat> it could happen. So we are going to be talking about My Bloody Valentine, original, remake, and a movie called Valentine. If you've not seen any of these movies, I recommend them. Actually, they're actually pretty decent movies, especially if you like horror on Valentine's Day. We were just talking about this, guys. Like, we need more Valentine's movies. We need more Valentine's horror movies. Like, we just need more Valentine's horror movies. We need it to happen. So, sisters. (laughs) Jen and Sylvia. Yeah, were we just talking about this? Calling you out right now. Were we just talking about this? Yeah, calling um, all horror directors, i.e. the... Uh, Patty Jenkins! Yeah, yeah. Can we throw that out there? Like, can somebody... And I definitely think maybe, like, a woman... Don Mancini, even. director could... Make a Chucky Valentine's Day special, Don. That would be cool as fuck. Right. I just, like, that just was off the cuff right now. I was like, oh, a Chucky Valentine's Day special, especially with Tiffany. Jennifer Tilly, we need you on this project. Don Mancini, oh hey. Oh, my God. And we could also add Fiona. Fiona could be in this somehow. I mean, we still have an open ending with Fiona and Tiffany. So, or, uh, Nika. I apologize. Nika and Tiffany using real names. Spoiler alert, <laughs> guys, if you haven't seen, yeah, get caught up with the Chuckies. Watch guys. Cult if you haven't get, seen Cult. Come on, guys. Get caught up with the Chuckies here. So, but yeah, I, we definitely need more Valentine's horror. So, if you guys need a little horror in your life around Valentine's Day, might I suggest these movies? Or. Even, uh, this is going to be like way off the cuff, even though it's not a Valentine's movie, but coincidentally, when it was released in the 90s, it was released on Valentine's Day with Silence of the Lambs. So, um, and the only reason why I bring it up is for, for some reason, okay, does anybody else have this problem on YouTube where like, you'll be listening to some random song and then it'll bring up like, well, if you like this song, you might like this song. Why was I listening to 80s music and all of a sudden Goodbye Horses shows up? (laughs) Guys. What even is that? YouTube? It's when you get to that Guys. weird part of YouTube where you're like, I don't even know. What YouTube! Can we have a conversation? <laughs> How in the world would you take me listening to Tears for Fears meaning I want to listen to uh, the, the freaking song that, you know, I mean, anybody, you can't, guys, if you've seen Silence of the Lambs, okay, we just have a minute. If you've seen Silence of the Lambs, nobody can hear that freaking song and not imagine Buffalo Bill with his dick tucked between his legs saying, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me so hard. You can't. You just, you can't do you it. You aren't going to find it. You can't it. do it. You Paint lipstick gonna... on your face in the mirror and dancing, like with a scarf. Like you can't. You also aren't going to find a better, um, a better copy 
anybody doing that other than Becky Gremlin right now. Right. <laughs> that was perfect. I'd fuck me. Okay. That great big fat person. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. Watch that movie on first date. Also, uh, first for, Valentine's Day. For those of you who do not know, which I'm sure a lot of you do, Happy Death Day to you comes out tonight. <clears throat> so that'd be a solid Valentine's Day movie to go see, and I'm going to see it with my cousin tomorrow. So, whoop, whoop. Excited for I'll that. Be, I'll be catching it at some point. I'm always a late bloomer to, to these type of things. It is okay. It I'll is watch okay. it. I promise you I'll watch it, though, guys. Seriously. It's so good, though. It's real. If you haven't seen the original Happy Death Day, please. It's a great concept. Please. It's a great it, it, movie. It's know, basically people... horror encaptivates Groundhog Day. It's That's the best way to describe it. And I know <laughs> so, a lot of people may not be down with that concept, but it, it all comes together in the end. And they keep it so entertaining throughout the whole movie, even though it's just a constant repeat that mm-hmm. it wants you to, you want to get to the end of it to figure out why is she in this stupid loop? Even though it's really happening, never... but it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm excited for the concept of the second one too. It's so cool. Jessica I'm, I'm Ross. So excited. It's very awesome. Yeah. Starting to become a new final girl. Love it. Yep. So before we dive into these movies, me and Becky were talking, um, about wanting to discuss the Child's Play remake. Speaking of our man Chucky, we were just talking about. <laughs> um, so you guys know the trailer came out, mm, when was that? Last week? Or was that earlier this week? Anyway. It was earlier this week. Yeah, the trailer came out. Oh, no, it was last week when, for The Prodigy. Mm. That's right. It was coming out for, it was a tr- new trailer to show before The Prodigy. Which I'm excited about seeing, too. I'm super excited for that movie. Random Taylor Schilling. I guess she got out of prison. Anyway. (laughs) And made a movie about her possessed son, apparently. (laughs) She just can't get it together. Um, So we watched the trailer. And... (laughs) (laughs) We watched the trailer and pause. Just long-ass pause. Nothing. For those of you who know me on Twitter as Freddy's Muse, ha- um, also Chucky Sidechick, you know that I am 100 billion thousand million quadrillion percent against this remake. I don't think... A lot of you seem to understand why, but I've gotten a couple really nasty attacks on Twitter. Um... Let's keep it nice on social media, guys. I mean, everybody, they're going to be haters. I'm not hating on this remake. I want that to be known. The remake isn't what I'm mad about. I'm mad about how the remake has been done. The reason this remake is happening. The ins and outs of the fact that it is so disrespectful to Don Mancini. So disrespectful. That is why I am angry. Jennifer Tilly has actually even said that she... I like how she put it, though. She put hashtag not my Chucky. (coughs) Bless you. Sorry. I kind of absolutely love the fact that she did it that way. She's like, yeah, no, me and Tiffany are going to sit this one out. Hashtag not my Chucky. And don't you love how she just randomly has Tiffany sitting around her house? Holla. She also has a... There's a Twitter that is just Tiffany. It's called Tiffany... 
Tiffany Star. Oh my god, that's so awesome. <laughs> it's great. That's even better. But here's here's my problem. Here's for the for those of you who don't understand the going on behind the scenes of what's happening with this film. MGM Studios went to Don Mancini. <coughs> excuse me. Went to Don Mancini and asked him and Brad Dorif to be a part of this movie. Um <clears throat> Don said, I I want nothing to do with it because he's actually working on a series right now, which if you've been keeping up, the series right now is called Chucky. Um, that's the not, working title, apparently. Yeah, that's the working title. It's coming out on Sci-Fi. Apparently, there's going to be a whole new characters, um, a whole new story with him, but they have said that there's still an opening. Again, if you haven't seen Colt, spoiler alert, there is an opening still between Fiona and uh, Jennifer Tilly, Fiona Dorif and Gen- Jennifer Tilly's characters, um, which I would love to see come to fruition. Please do something with that. Um, not for my own selfish needs, but please do something with that. Um, and they also said that they're going to make it very dark. Too, yeah, it's going to be very dark. I I was one of these people that, like, you know, I lived from the beginning of when Child's Play came out, and that was the thing that I loved so much about the original movies was the fact that they were so dark. And, yeah, you know, I kind of like the comedic take that some of the movies took on later, but really at the heart of the story, Child's Play is very dark. Chucky is a very dark character. Even the elements of the Charles Lee Ray story is is very dark. So I'm really excited to see the sci-fi show take a turn with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so but yeah, getting back to the movie when they so he he politely asked them, "Can you please not do this movie?" Um, because he's still <coughs> making the series right now, and. He has even said it in, in his words. He said he's worried about his series because of this movie coming out. Um, I can tell you right now, I'm going to support this series with everything in me. So MGM Studios decided to go behind his back and do it anyway. And not only are they making it without his blessing, they changed Chucky's story entirely and are still calling him Chucky. They... He's a, he's, it's iRobot in a doll. Which I need somebody, if anybody happens to know, which I haven't been able to find a lot of, I've been trying to find as much backstory on this as I can, but, um, I know me and Casper were talking about this, that, uh, from what I've been able to find, so MGM retained the original rights to the child's play name, but apparently Don Mancini held onto the rights to Chucky, so that's why after Child's Play 3, Don Mancini sort of separated and made his own Bride of Chucky, Chucky Cult of Chucky, and was using Seed of Chucky and was using the Chucky name versus the Child's Play name. So I'm trying to figure out how they're getting away with calling him Chucky, thank you, how they're calling him Chucky in the movie if they don't retain the rights to the Chucky name but the Child's Play name. Also, if you're not... Again, like we talked about, they're going more of like an iRobot route where Chucky, this buddy doll, is like a, yeah, a malfunctioning like a, robot. It's an artificial, it's basically artificial, it's AI, and it starts to malfunction and take on a life of its own, so it's completely abandoning the Charles Lee Ray voodoo incantation into the doll story completely, so how are you just randomly calling the doll Chucky? Like... 
Where did some kid randomly come up with the name Chucky for a doll? I don't know. That really makes no sense to me whatsoever. Also, this kid looks about 16 years old. (coughs) Can we talk about the fact the kid looks really old? Like, why is this kid getting a doll? A little too old. Yeah. And Aubrey Plaza is way too young to be a mother to this 16-year-old child. Did she have him when she was 16? (laughs) I just... Which is fine, but... I, I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. They Hashtag put, not fine. Like, they no put Aubrey Plaza in <laughs> this movie for people to see it. Because I can't tell you how many people I've seen. I'm only seeing this because of Aubrey Plaza. Nobody else in this movie I know. Honestly. Yeah. Not really. Anyway. Um, the little boy is from Lights Out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he's from Lights boy. Out. I don't know what, how old he is at this point, but... Um, he, uh, good God, guys. Sorry, we are, like, all about the coughs today. I apologize. It's, it's, it's this like, weather super still, dry yeah. weather right now. Yeah, we're, we're working through it. Sorry, we're not gonna cough into the microphone. We apologize, guys. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I think what it really comes down to, what you and I were talking about, which I think people aren't getting at the end of the day is, and we talked about this quite a bit in our very first podcast, that we are not against remakes, necessarily. Nope. We really are not. There have been some really really great remakes to original movies that I have been in support of, especially because they've gotten the full support of either the original creator, director, characters, what what have you. We're going to talk about it today. Support. Right. My We're bloody Valentine. About a remake to an original already, and the remake's great. So the thing that we have the problem with is the fact that First of all, the way they went going about asking Dawn, and really they weren't, going back to what you were saying, they really never asked Dawn's input. They basically just wanted to give him an executive producer credit just to kind of get him out of the way. So when the original discussion happened with him, it wasn't to really ask him to come on board as a creative consultant or to give any feedback to the movie whatsoever. They really didn't want to hear anything he had to say about it. They were just saying, hey, we're going to do this movie but if you want an executive producer credit, we'll give it to you. But we really don't need you on the set. We really don't need to hear anything you have to say. And he's like, no, like, I don't think so. That's not happening. Plus, I've already got this show. So what are you doing? And that was the end of that. And they went and did their thing. And they were like, it's when it's purely for profit. This movie is purely for profit. It's not... It's without the blessing of anybody involved with the original movie. It, it, it's it's and it's being done right in conjunction with MGM knowingly having knowing that Don Mancini is working on this show and he has this show in production right now as we speak with Sci-Fi, even with a working title of Chucky when they're blatantly using the name in Child's Play. And again, the storyline's already been done. We've already had killer AI robots. It's already been done. That that storyline's been done. If you want to do another movie like that, fine. Why have it be Chucky? I just, I think the whole thing is, we talked about this a lot, me and Casper mm-hmm. did. Like, I'm, I'm not in agreement with something that's being done purely for profit without the original creator's blessing. And they're not, it's just, it's going to bomb. It's just not going to make sense to me to not have the voodoo storyline with Charles Lee Ray to have it be a robot and not with the original blessing of the creator. I don't understand it. And excuse me, the only reason why I've decided that I'm not going to see it is because if I know it's being done purely for profit, I'm not giving any money. Nope. 
Hashtag illegal streaming. No. Um, <laughs> sorry. It's going to be even hard for me to watch this movie at all. To be, to be honest, it's going to be if I even do it. Because, guys, I love Chucky. I, this just, especially, can we talk about that laugh? You aren't going to have that laugh. If you don't love Chucky's laugh, like, that's one of his main things. Like, when he starts laughing, it gets me laughing. I love that little fucker's laugh. <laughs> it's just, it's so cute. And I'm psycho. He's the laugh is so cute. <laughs> but Brad Dorf isn't Chucky. Brad Dorf is Chucky. Okay? Apart from everything else, Brad Dorf is Chucky. And his fucking daughter is now carrying on the legacy of him, who has the same exact laugh, which is very weird, by the way. But if you want to make a movie about a robot doll, fine. Go right ahead. I do not care. I actually would be excited for this movie had it not had this tie that would be kind of to cool. Chucky. I would. I'd be like, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> But no, you have to tie it to Chucky, and the way you're going about it, I can't. So we wanted to kind of just make it clear that we, you know, the reason as to why, because I know this is huge right now, you know, with it coming out in June, or July, I think? It's coming out the same day as Toy Story 4, whoever the fuck thought that was the <laughs> idea. Oh my god. He's <laughs> going to have a surprise cameo appearance in Toy, Toy Story, Story? Can we have the real Chucky in Toy Story 4? That would be kind of funny. <laughs> that would Sorry, be funny. Guys. That would be kind of funny. Um, but no, like, seriously, I just wanted to make sure people knew that we're not against remakes because, to be quite honest with you, I am absolutely fucking stoked for Pet Cemetery. It looks so good. And... Oh my god, you have no idea how excited <laughs> I am. I am so excited. Right? The original Pet Cemetery was insane. If anybody remembers seeing it from the beginning or has seen it since, like, it's such a phenomenal movie. I really hope they have someone who talks like this. <laughs> because, you know, you're not supposed to bury anything in that cemetery. Okay, I'm guys, so sorry. I can't, I can't when she does the... I'm so sorry. I love the way that guy talks. He's like, you not not to go up there. That's a bad, bad cemetery. Don't go up there in the pet cemetery. <laughs> anyway. I almost wonder if he, like, did he over-exaggerate, like, for it to just, I, I It was know. perfection, whatever that was. R.I.P. Fred Gwynn, guys. Oh, like, man, I love him. A.K.A. Herman Munster, like, because clearly he didn't sound like that as Herman Munster, so I don't know if that was just laying it all in thick to play that character, but it was just hysterical. And can we say, like, one of the craziest craziest kill scenes of any movie. Hashtag spoiler alert. This movie came out in 1989. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm not spoiler alerting a movie that came out like 30 years ago. Anyway, <laughs> but when he gets his Achilles tendon slashed and the ankle slashed, the, ah, oh my God, guys. Oh my God. Like Hands down, one of the best kill scenes out of any horror movie. That oh, yeah, absolutely. just is brutal. And he's such a cute, cute little gauge. Like, he's just, oh, He's going to be a horror hound. God. What? 
Oh, did I not tell you? Oh, but, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, they announced him last but, night for Horror Hound. But? Sorry about that. I had to pause it. I was, I'm choking. Yeah, sorry guys. Also, it's, Becky needed to collect herself. <laughs> <laughs> so, where we left off before, uh... <laughs> Casper was choking to death, and uh, Becky over here is having a conniption because I just found Miko out Hughes. Miko Hughes, who played Gage Creed in the original Pet Cemetery, is going to be at Whorehound Convention along with uh, Denise Crosby, who played his mom, mm-hmm. who was also in The Walking Dead. Um, Star Trek. I'm, I'm just, guys, I'm dying right now because I can't tell you. Guys. Guys. Miko Hughes, like... If any of you, look, if anybody out there followed horror in the late 80s, early 90s, like, that kid was everywhere. He's even in Full House. (laughs) His career started, he was Full House, the Cosby show, he was the little kid in Kindergarten Cop that said, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. He is that little kid. Anybody who ever saw Kindergarten Cop, we all remember, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. Like, he's that little boy. Of course. And then he was Gage in Pet Cemetery. He was in New Nightmare. He was in, um, oh, Spawn. Yep. He was in Spawn. Awesome dude. Oh, my God. And quite a little cutie now, apparently, from, like, recent pictures yeah, I've seen. Cute. But he was an adorable little boy, too. So, I was, you know, you almost wonder if that was to be expected because he was such a little cutie right. then. Holy crap. He's coming to Horror Hound. Well, yeah. damn. Anyway. Shout so out. So, back to the Pet cemetery. So Sorry, guys. We got, like, way off track. Anyway, sorry, so, yeah. Super to, sorry about that. So, to, yeah. So we do not, not hate remakes. We we're remake, very excited obviously. about the Pet cemetery remake. We're very excited about it. I'm very excited about it. Chapter 2. Becky still needs to see it. Chapter 1. Um, so, we're not all about this, you know, oh, my God, there's going to be a remake of Chucky. This is... Ugh. We just can't handle it. No, it's it's the way it was went about. So I, we just wanted to make that clear before going into these other movies, um, because, like I said, I kind of got attacked on Twitter a couple times about it, and I just wanted to make sure that people knew why I am on the stance that I am on. And I'd say Brad and Jennifer and Fiona and Don all feel the same way about it. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of fans. Fiona hasn't said anything. I have not, she has not said anything about it. I have not seen her in anything about it, but I'd say that, you know, she's probably on her dad's side. I'm just saying. Yeah. And like I was saying, fans are not, actual fans that understand our point of view in knowing that this is being done purely for profit without the consent or blessing of anybody involved with the original are not going to be on board with it. It's just not going to happen. And if you don't have that fan base, it's just going to crash and burn. Because anytime they ever take this type of horror, they want to franchise it. Which means they're going to want to remake the second one, the third one. They're going to want to franchise it. If the first one tanks and doesn't make back even in what it did in production value, it's not going to make it. International sales, Japan might pick it up. But in the U.S., it's it's just, I, I don't foresee it. I will be shocked if it does, because I just don't foresee original fans having anything to do with it, especially knowing that Don Mancini and anybody, Brad, or none of them are involved, nor blessing it, and the show. 
Yeah. So I'm so excited for this. Let's show. keep let's keep a lookout for the show, guys. I'm really excited. So excited. Sci-fi channel. Let's let's I'm so excited about the show. So excited about the show. So 20 minutes in, now that we're done with that. We're done with Chucky. <laughs> Sorry about that. Done with our Chucky rant. So let's get on to these Valentine movies, shall Yay. we? Let's do this. Okay, which one are we doing? So let's just go ahead and start with the original My Bloody Valentine, okay. since it is the oldest okay. one. 1981. 1981, you guys. This movie is 100% 80s cheese. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so back... So, uh, Casper had never seen it. It had been forever since I had seen it. I think, like, really, really, really early on, probably, like, in my 20s, teens at some point. And I was, you know, I was born in the 80s, so, I mean, I'm, I've kind of hit more of my, like, 90s movies, but... 80s movies have always had a soft spot for me, and I think a lot of it is because they were just so, just so, guys, like, the acting is so over the top, it's so... So you have, like, 1984 Nightmare on Elm Street cheesy. That's a different kind of cheesy than this movie cheesy. Like because the acting hard. in Nightmare on Elm Street was superb. It was pretty good. The acting in My Bloody Valentine is not. <laughs> it's like they got extras from the town. And we're like, do you guys want to be in this <laughs> Actually, though, the woman that played, um, the woman that played Sarah, fun fact for you guys, was actually in a movie called Night of the Twisters that was on TV. Ah, Devin Sawa is in that movie as well. Yes. Yeah. I grew up on that movie, so. Yeah, Night of the Twisters, yep. That is true. So she was actually kind of a known, well, at the time she was like, because Night of the Twisters was made in 96 and this was made in 81, so she was much younger, but still. Of the horror movie genre. Yes. In a way, so yeah. It's just it's so funny. So this movie was originally going to be called The Secret. Um, I don't really, they didn't really explain why, but they decided not to because so you have like Halloween coming out about Halloween. You have Black Christmas, which was a slasher film set at Christmas. Right. They wanted to keep the holiday spirit going. And since it was a Valentine's Day movie, they, def- they decided to call it My Bloody Valentine. Yeah, they, it's like they were obviously trying to capitalize on the genre of, like, holiday-themed movies, because, I mean, there was even a, and this kind of saw the makings of Jamie Lee Curtis becoming the scream queen that she was. She did Halloween, she later did Prom Night, which, yeah. guys, oh my god, Prom, it, please somebody see Prom Night. Original. Prom, the original. No, yeah, that's right, they did remake Prom Night. With, Katie uh, Cassidy was in it. Was what's her she? face? Yeah, and the girl from uh Oh, guys, help me out here. My goodness. Uh <laughs> I've only seen it once. I think so Brittany Brittany Snow or other Yes, thank you. Brittany Snow was in it. Brittany Snow was in it. Yeah. Okay. Sorry guys. I'm having a Woo! I was like, I see this girl's face. And the I remake actually isn't bad. I actually enjoyed the remake. I didn't of even. Prom I'm like, Night. duh, there was a remake. But, <laughs> so again, there was another one where the remake was okay. The original was like super cheese, but it had my girl Jamie Lee Curtis in it. So um, it was the original Prom Night's very good. You know, I think maybe going back to the original working title being The Secret, I wonder if maybe they were wanting to call it The Secret because of the ending of My Bloody Valentine. 
Because obviously the ending is a big secret. That's you, very true. You think, yeah. That, well, why don't we go into what the movie's about? Okay, so yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, go into like the synopsis of the movie real quick if nobody's seen yeah. it. Um, so where we start is, um, it takes place in a little town called, uh, what is it? Valentine's Bluff. Yeah. And, um, there is a mining accident where, uh, there was a man named Harry Warden that was trapped in the mines. There was this huge gas explosion and it was basically due to the neglect of these two supervisors. Um, when they ultimately dig through the rubble of the mine, they find that Harry Warden has cannibalized the other miners that were trapped with him in order to live. And he just lost his mind and he was put in a mental institution. Well, he, uh, didn't he escape the mental institution or prior to going to the mental institution? He, he was moved Right. He was moved, and then when he he died, so they thought that basically the murders started happening again. Well, before that, he killed, there was that party. Right. Remember the town had a Valentine's Day party. He came back in the mining uniform, killed some people, and then vowed that if they ever celebrated Valentine's Day and Valentine's Bluff ever again, he would come back and murder them. So they didn't until 20 years later. Now we have um, the mayor of the town... Deciding that, you know, we're going to put this to rest. We're going to have this. We're going to celebrate it now. And the mayor's son, TJ, and his friends Axel and uh, Sarah. Sarah, who was his ex that was now dating Axel. And we have Hollis, to, yeah, Patty, Sylvia, all these. John, Tommy, Harriet, yeah. secondary characters. That um, some of the guys, they work in the mines. Um, they all decide to have a party. Um, well, the trademark with. Uh, Harry Warden, um, who was also known as the Miner, because by this time, you know, we don't really know who he is. His trademark was that he would take, he would cut out the hearts and put them in Valentine's chocolate boxes and then write these like really cheesy poems along with the boxes. I mean, like super cheesy. And the, uh, the, uh, we told you guys the cheese, they lay on the cheese thick in this movie. Um, so, uh, that's kind of like his trademark. Well, the mayor of the town, who was TJ's dad, Mayor Han- Hanniger, he uh, gets a box, has a heart in it. He's like, oh my God, it's happening again. They decide to shut down the party. Little do they know that the kids decide we're going to have our own party. And they decide to have a party anyway, knowing that Harry Warden is back and he's starting to kill people again. Um, so anyway... More people start to die. The friends start to die. Ultimately, they end up in the mines trying to get away from the miner who they think is Harry Warden. Um, While all this is going on, the cops and the mayor are trying to call this mental institution that they think Harry Warden's in. They have no record of him. They can't find him. Meanwhile, these kids are getting killed. The only ones that are left are Axel and Sarah, or I'm sorry, TJ and Sarah. They pull the mask off. And it's not Harry Warden, it's Axel. 20 years ago, apparently Axel's dad, spoiler alert, was one of the supervisors that caused the explosion, that caused Harry Warden to go crazy. The actual Harry Warden, they find out later, died. Um, And Axel gets trapped in an explosion. Uh, TJ and Sarah get away. They go back. Axel's still alive. He saws his arm off, runs into the mines, and... 
is never seen again. So He's like being creepy too. He's like walking away and be like, Sarah, be my Valentine. <laughs> like, fuck this town. I will, get, I will get you, my pretty. Like, I don't know, something like that. It was weird. I don't know. And then he start playing this really creepy ass song over the credits. Um, it's called The Ballad of Harry Warden, apparently. Yeah, it's this song. Super weird. It was like an Irish, like, Danny Boy theme. Like, oh, to Harry Warden. It was very weird. Like, it was so super creepy. I was just awful. Um, but anyways, so the movie is, like we said again, super cheesy, but, um... It has some solid kills, The though. kill scenes, though, and that's why I told you, that was one thing that I remember distinctively from the movie, is how amazing the kill scenes were. And how um, corn syrupy that blood is. Can right. we talk about that, too? God. <laughs> Laying on thick, literally, like, corn syrupy. Um, yeah, so what was yours? What was your favorite... We we won't go over all of them, but we'll kind of go into like we'll go into our favorites and favorites. some cool ones. Yeah, um, my personal favorite was the Mabel kill. Um, Mabel it was actually like the a... first. I think it was actually kill. the very first kill. Um, so this older lady's like doing some laundry and shit, and he's walking up to the door and he sees her, and then when she walks out of the room, he walks into the room, and he's like doing this all Michael Myers. They do compare him to Michael Myers a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and Jason. He gets compared to Michael Myers and Jason a lot. Um, so she walks back into the room, and then he kills her, and you don't actually see what happens, because it kind of, the the screen kind of cuts out, goes to another scene, but when it comes back and the cops are in the room, the guy starts smelling something. And he's, like, going around, he's, like, sniffing, because clearly, like, he's smelling something burnt. You know, he's, like, something is off. Well, he opens a dryer, and this bitch's body is burned in the dryer, and she just falls out, like, uh, half, like, skin just burnt off and just falls out. But isn't the body still rolling, (laughs) and he has to turn the dryer off? I'm sorry, that was kind of comical, because it kept, like, kind of Well, it, once around. it fell out, it stopped. Yeah, then it stopped. But, yeah, that, that was that was kind of an amazing... And can we say for 1981 how amazing the special effects were yes. to make that face look like it was really melting off after it being It looked really good. It was, yeah. That was pretty good. Um, my favorite was when, I think her name was Sylvia, <coughs> got picked up by the head, and he pushed her into that... Okay, sorry again, guys. Uh, cough attack. Um, it's when Sylvia, I think her name was, she's down in the mines, like, making out, boyfriend leaves, and the miner, Harry Axel, um, shows up and picks her up by the head, and she's seeing all the other dead bodies drop. He picks her up by the head, and he shoves her head onto that, like, shower spigot thing, and he turns the water on. So when the guy walks back into the room, there's, like, the water shooting out of her mouth. Like, it's the shower... That was crazy. That's kind of yeah, cool, though. That was that's that was cool. one of my favorites. I've never seen a kill scene like that before. That was kind of that was pretty crazy. So, um, yeah, apparently there was even something with the movie. There were all kinds of like MPAA ratings. A bunch of the movie was cut. There was it was censored all over the place because the kill scenes were just considered very gory and they were solid for 1981 for, for its time. Yeah. yeah and again like we said the special effects were just they were pretty phenomenal yeah just the acting was oh wow it was brutal 
there were some parts that were pretty brutal. I was like, okay, so they can, when are we going to get to the killing? Uh, like, I mean, right. it was really, can we like, move on? I'm we, ready to see some blood, please. Can we start killing some people? So a couple other really cool kills that they had. Um, Hollis was actually shot with a nail gun in his head, which I kind of thought was neat how um, they, yeah. how they did that one. And All then another one that I really gun. liked was the one where they killed Dave in the water. The boiling hot dog yeah. water. Oh my god. Shoved his face in the hot dog water. way to die. Boiling your face, peeling off from boiling hot dog water. Good god. That was terrible. Yummy. Yeah. Ew. So, this movie had a budget of $2.3 million. This was 1981. Yep. $2.3 million. And it grossed $5 million. Pretty solid for a... Uh, for a, for a 1981 horror movie, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. So, um, <clears throat> so going into the uh, remake that came out in 2009, 3D. Um, yeah, that was coincidentally in 3D. Um, so what I read about that was interesting about this because I always thought that like you know most of the times when remakes come out of other movies, they try to like coincide it with like. 20th anniversary or 30th anniversary or 25th anniversary or something of that nature. That really didn't fall in line with this one. One came out in 1981, one came out in 2009. So what I ended up finding out was that the movie, the 2009 uh, My Bloody Valentine in 3D was uh, the production company that distributed it was Lionsgate. So Lionsgate bought back the rights to the original 1981 My Bloody Valentine in 2009, literally within months of them deciding to release this one. So that's kind of like how the whole thing came about and coincided, is that they had already had the idea of wanting to remake My Bloody Valentine. Like, it had already been in the works. It was just trying to buy back the rights to the original to be able to use the name. And it, like, literally came in at, like, record-breaking time for Lionsgate to be able to get the backing to have the original name to be able to release it under the remake. So, um, yeah, again, the remake came out in 2009. Um, and the remake, so this was a little different. Um, also, can we just talk about... Jensen Eccles. Yeah, so Jensen Eccles <laughs> plays Tom in the remake. So TJ in the original My Bloody Valentine, his real name was actually Tom. Um, and this Tom in 2009, My Bloody Valentine, um, his dad died. He is not the mayor of the town. And the town is actually Harmony, not Valentine's Bluff. And, um... Because clearly they live in harmony. Yeah, they were living in harmony. Ebony and ivory! Apparently not. Because <laughs> people are dying. Um, it's not very harmonious. Is that a word? Is harmonious a word? Harmonious. Harmonious? Harmonious? We're making it a word. We're making... We're write it down. We're making it a word. So, Write that down. Write that down. Harmonious. It's a word. It's a word now. We just made that up. Um, so Tom actually, instead of... In the original, we're supervisor to blame. Tom is actually to blame for this mining explosion. It was a methane leak um, that caused Harry Warden to uh, become trapped with his fellow miners, who he actually killed to conserve his energy. 
He ends up in a hospital. He breaks out of the hospital, goes back to the mine where they were holding a party, and he starts killing a bunch of people at the party. Um, Tom is at the party, so is Axel in this movie, and Tom is dating Sarah, um, who TJ was also dating in the original, but then broke up, and uh, Sarah ended up dating Axel as well later. Um, Yeah, because that was another thing I didn't mention in the original. So TJ left... And came back to the town. And there was like a 20 year span from when the original one, the original explosion happened to where the teenagers were now. And part of the reason why Axel became the murderer is Axel's dad was one of the supervisors. So that's why he got traumatized by seeing Harry Warden kill his father. Exactly. But in this one... um, they it's a 10-year difference instead of a 20-year difference. It's a 10-year difference, year difference. Right. After this party where Harry Warden comes back and kills a bunch of people, Tom leaves and comes back 10 years later after his father dies, and now he becomes owner of the mine and wants to sell it. Um, so by this time, 10 years later, Sarah and Axel, just like in the original one, are together, but in the remake, they are married and they have a son this time. And Axel is actually a cop. He's not working at the mines like he was in the original one. Like his dad was, Axel becomes a cop. And he's um, also married to Sarah. To Sarah. They actually get married. They get married and have a kid. So um, Tom comes back to sell the mine. Uh, and then, uh, well, in this one too. So going back 10 years later, Harry Warden comes back, kills um, a bunch of these party goers, except for Tom, Axel, and Sarah. And then Harry is believed to have been murdered. Um, by the former sheriff and another cop. Um, flash forward 10 years later, Tom comes back to the town. All of a sudden, Harry Warren starts showing up again. He starts killing people all over the place. And they're trying to figure out who he is because these two cops are saying, we killed him. He's not alive. Um, they are confusion. Yeah. They're like, what is going on? This guy should be dead. We buried him. We saw what happened. So, um, he starts killing a bunch of people. The last two to be alive are, um, Tom, Alex, and, or Tom, Axel, and Sarah. Uh, all of a sudden, at the end, they're literally, Axel and Tom are literally pitting each other against each other. Right. Pitting Sarah against each other. So, Tom is saying Axel's the killer. Axel is saying Tom's the killer. Now, what's really cool about this is because if you've seen the original before you've seen this one, you're like, it's Axel. Like, obviously, it's Axel. And I kind of like that they make it out to be Axel. You're literally questioning it. You're like, is it Axel, though? Or have they changed it? Yeah, in the remake, you're questioning. In the original, you're sort of like, yeah, it's Axel. But in the, (laughs) you're like, okay, I don't know why it's Axel, but Because both of them bring up legitimate points Mm -hmm. as to why the other one would be the killer. So you're literally Sarah in the movie. You're just like, oh my god, who do I trust at this point? Yeah, because the Axel guy in the remake's a dick. He's like, he's he's cheating on his wife, he's having an affair... And then this Tom guy is always in, like, the wrong place at the wrong time, and why does he show back up all of a sudden? So it's a viable, you know, where you're like, okay, then who is it? Is it really Harry, or is it one of these two guys, or what's going on? Well, anyway, in Tom's mind during the scene where they're pitting against each other, Harry shows up. He's yelling to Sarah. There he is. Shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. 
And then all of a sudden, that's when you realize Harry Warden doesn't exist. Harry Warden actually did die. Uh, who we think is the minor is Harry Warden this time is not Axel like in the original. It is actually Tom. Uh, Jensen Eccles is the killer. Jensen Eccles is a killer, guys, <laughs> in this movie. Spoiler He's not Dean. Surprise, he is not Dean by any means. Um, and this is coming from someone who has never even watched one episode of Supernatural. Don't hate me. I'm trying to get her to watch uh, it, guys. I'm trying to get her to me. watch it. Um, so he, uh, apparently at some point Tom flipped out, developed this alternate personality over a 10 year span of time, comes back to the town and basically thinks he is Harry Warden. Um, he kind of flips out. He starts trying to kill Alex and Sarah. Sarah shoots a, uh, was it one of the tanks and Mm -hmm. causes an explosion. They get out. The police are called. You think, cool. Axel and Sarah are still alive. Tom's dead. Uh, no, as they're escaping, Tom was still alive. He killed one of the other miners, put on his suit so he could breathe to get out. He takes the mask off and you see him walking off in the distance. And that is the end of the movie. So he um, is still alive, just like Axel is still alive in the original. Right. Just like Axel. Very, still alive very, in the very solid similarities. Yeah. And they just tweaked it just enough to make it very interesting. Yeah. I and, really liked the take on oh, yeah. that one. And absolutely talking about remakes, I liked the remake better. Oh, way better. Way better. Also, it was way more gory. The kill scenes were amazing, and I think oh it added God. even more to it the fact that they were in 3D. So, like, any time the pickaxe was thrown, it was like, boom, coming right at your face. Um, Tom Atkins, God love that man, but his kill, scene, his kill scene was great. Brutal. His kill scene was great. <laughs> that was a great one. And then um, another great kill scene, homage to Miss Mabel getting thrown in the dryer, uh, Axel and Sarah's little boy's babysitter gets thrown in the dryer by, uh, Harry Warden slash Tom. And one of the cops discovers the bodies, just like in the original. So that was kind of cool how they did that. Kind of shout out to the original there. So, um, What's your favorite death, though, from this one? There's so many good deaths in this one. It's a hard, it's a hard... Probably, probably that Irene chick, where she's naked under the bed, the wire framing of the bed. Like that was guys. No, literally, if you haven't seen this movie, she's naked through for like fifteen minutes. She's like butt ass naked, like just walking completely naked, butt naked, just (laughs) booty naked. If you want some titties in a movie, ass titties. Like all of she is completely nude for the entire part where. The she's like basically having sex with this trucker dude, and um, he walks outside and she follows him because he was filming them having sex. So she's following him. She figured it out and she was following him outside and she's like, "Give me the tapes." And he's like, "No." And he opens the door to the truck and he and said it just like that. No, he said no. <laughs> he was like, oh, "Yeah." No. no. <laughs> She was like, give me the tapes. And he's like, no. So he opens the door and uh, Tom, Harry. The miner. The miner. um, We'll just call him the miner. So the miner's there with a pickaxe, fucking throws it in his head. (laughs) That was a great. Which was was pretty awesome. That was actually a pretty great kill scene too. Um, And then she's like, oh God. And she like runs away. Butt ass naked still. He's chasing her. Butt ass naked. This actually comes to probably my favorite kill scene 
the uh, hotel manager like tries to like get in the in the interference of what's happening. <laughs> I should not laugh. This is awful. So what he does is he sticks the pickaxe in her and throws her against the ceiling and literally just kind of staples her to the ceiling while going after Irene. She's just chilling on the ceiling while I, he's going after Irene, who's butt-ass naked under this bed frame. Clearly not going to get away. No. So, it's like, you're going to die, bitch. Like, that is the worst possible place that you could be right now. And tell me the other thing, too, why the whole time I'm like, please don't kill the dog. There is this adorable little so puppy in the movie. And I'm just like, I'm always like that in movies like this, guys. I'm like, do whatever you want to the people. Just please don't hurt the animals. <laughs> Don't hurt the dog, man. Just don't hurt the animals. If there's a dog or a cat, I'm just like, please don't hurt. Just please don't hurt the animal. Kill that person. Leave the dog alone. (laughs) So, basically, he gets the bed frame up. She gets out from the bed. He pulls the axe back down, revealing that she was stapled to the ceiling. She's holding the bed frame in front of her, and he pickaxes her in the stomach through the bed frame because it's holy. There's holes all in it. So, like, holy holes or a holy blessed, holy blessed bed frame. I'm sorry. It was a holy, holy bed frame. It was a holy, holy bed frame. It was clearly not a holy bed frame. It did nothing for her. (laughs) Nothing. Um, yeah, so, um, I think I kind of wrote down, I know we were kind of talking about, like, subtle similarities, but I sort of wrote down, like, some significant differences Mm -hmm. between the two, just ones that I pointed out, um. Again, how we talked about the differences in the names. One, one of the ten, the one town was Harmony. The other town was Valentine's Bluff. Um, Alex and Sarah were dating in the first movie. They are married with a son in the second movie. Um, the twist with Alex being Harry Warden, Axel or Axel. Sorry, I keep wanting to call him Alex. <laughs> I'm like, why is Axel not making any sense? Um, Axel is Harry Warden. Um, out of being traumatized from seeing his father being killed by the real Harry Warden because his father was one of the supervisors that was to blame for the explosion. Um, Tom being Harry Warden in the remake, and Tom actually being the one that was to blame for the methane leak that caused Harry Warden to um, go crazy and kill everybody. Um, Mr. Hannigan, Tom's dad... Um, being the mayor in the first movie and in the second movie, he actually had died. So his son takes over the ownership of the mines. Um, the 20 year difference in the first one from the mining accident to the 10 year difference in the second one. And I guess maybe the 10 year difference would have to work with how they did. The only way I could think that would work is how they did the plot with it being Tom as the killer. Right. Yeah, probably. Um, and then again, in the difference in the names, um, Tom is Tom in the first movie, but he goes by TJ. He's mm-hmm. Tom in the, the remake, one. Yep. in the second one. So, Really, really good movies, though. Um, actually, My Bloody Valentine, the remake, is on Netflix. So if you guys want to check that one out, try Netflix. Um, the original My Bloody Valentine is not an easy find. Um, you're not going to be able to do anything in- unless you rent it on Amazon. I've, I have tried on all the streaming services, and I couldn't. Guys, there's there's a really... I tried to stream it. Um, I got, like, halfway through it. Uh, there's also, like, really crappy copies on YouTube. 
I found, which probably by the time this goes off, they're going to be pulled. But it looks like literally <laughs> somebody is standing with their phone in front of their own TV recording it. And then they uploaded it to YouTube. So, like, if you really want to watch it that bad, you can. It's $2 to um, rent on Amazon, y'all. Or just rent it for $2. $2. It's, it's enough to live through in 90 minutes of the cheese <laughs> to watch the gore. To You know what? What it'll really do is make you appreciate the remake. Yep. It will really make you appreciate the remake. The remake is so bloody. And oh, I it's love great. It. I love it's, it. Dude, guys, when they say my bloody Valentine, they deliver on the blood. Um, they deliver on the blood. Oh, one of the other similarities. We talked about how they did the same uh, dryer scene. Um the chocolate boxes with oh, the yeah. heart. And yeah, the, that was a that was a huge. That was another thing that they well. did. Yep, yep. And the little poems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they still kept that in the in the sequel or in the remake, rather. So. Solid movie, guys. It was really good. Solid movie. It was really good. I recommend it for sure. This next one, okay. So this next one, I liked. Becky does not feel the same. She doesn't hate it. I don't hate it, guys. But you have <laughs> to remember that I saw it when it came out. I was a, I was like a junior to senior in high school when it came out. So I saw it around the time it came out. And I was just like, huh. Because it was like, it's called Valentine. It came out in 2001. It stars um, anybody that lived during that time in their <laughs> teens. Guys, when you hear these names, you're going to be like, what? is going on right now. So it literally had the height. Denise Richards, David Boreanis, Marley Shelton, Jessica Capshaw, and Katherine Heigl. We, if you don't know at least a couple of them, you, we definitely know Denise Richards, David Boreanis, and Katherine Heigl for sure. If you don't know who Katherine Heigl is... <laughs> God, if you don't know who David Boreanis is... If you don't know who Richards Denise Richards yeah. is... Wild things. Wild things. Thank you. <laughs> Wild, Wild things. things. <laughs> cough, cough. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what scene I'm talking about. Y'all know. We already know. If you have not seen Wild Things, just Google Wild Things, and it'd probably be one of the first scenes that'll pop up. I guarantee you. And back Also, to- big Nev Campbell's fans. Oh, there you go. There you go. Exactly. You're welcome. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, again, with David Boreanaz... Anybody that was a teenager throughout the late 90s into the early 2000s, David Boreanaz was in everything. Buffy and Angel, David Boreanaz was everywhere. By the way, there's a reference to him as an angel. (laughs) Because they're like, you're not an angel. And I'm like, actually. And we're both like. (laughs) But. Actually, he is though. Actually, he kind of is an angel. Just. Sort of. So, starting um, out in this movie, I would just like to say there's a lot of scream similarities in this film. A lot. Not to mention Denise Richards' character's last name is Prescott. I, I did want to make a quick comment. So, the, and you, this was another movie you had never seen. The movie was directed by a guy named Jamie Blanks. Who went on later, um, actually no, this was prior to, I'm sorry, this was prior to uh, Valentine coming out. And this was actually a, a horror movie that I, I actually enjoyed. But it came out in 1998 and it was called Urban Legend. Um, I know you said if you had never seen it, I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. 
Um, it was, it starred Jared Leto, Alicia Witt, Rebecca Gayhart, and Tara Reed. So there you go again. If you were a teenager in the late 90s and early 2000s, we all know those names. And Fun fact, did you know Tara Reed was actually considered for the role of Dorothy? Oh, yeah. I did read that. And Valentine. I did read that. And that had to have come from her working with him previously in Urban Legend. Another little fun fact about Urban Legend, going back to what we originally discussed with Chucky, uh, Brad Dourif has a cameo appearance in uh, Urban Legend. And Robert England himself, Mr. Freddy, plays a college professor in the movie. And it's amazing how there's a little reference where you've never seen it, but anybody that's seen it, you guys will totally love this. They break into his office and they open the door of one room and he's a college professor about like um, the occult and like cult stories. Again, this is about urban legends, right? So when they open up his closet, they find all these like weird props in there and one of them just so happens to be Freddy's glove. I don't know if they like... Guys, if anybody saw that movie at the time that I saw that movie, you're sitting there like, I know they didn't just do that. Because obviously we all knew who Robert England was. Like, we knew who he yes, was. Yes, that's so, man. Yeah, so definitely see Urban Legend, please. If you've never seen it, it's such a great... It, it was yeah, one I of my favorites. It's, it, was, it was one of my personal favorites, and you get to see a really cute, young Jared Leto. So, if that's a reason enough to see it. Just saying. Um, so, premise of this movie, long story short, there's a guy, he's at, it kind of starts off at this little prom, and they're like teenagers, and this guy's he's, he's a little dork, and he keeps going and asking these girls to dance with him, and they won't, and then he goes up to Dorothy, and she 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 does, she, she agrees, she's like, yeah, let's do that. Well, they make... Then it kind of cuts to them making out under the bleachers. These kids are making fun of him. And instead of standing up for him, Dorothy basically is like, he's harassing me. Um, It's inappropriate touching, whatever. So they beat the shit out of him. And then he um, actually bleeds out of his nose, which is a huge... um, They keep coming back to that, that. that. It comes back to that. So... Basically, that's kind of the end of that, and then they transition to, what is it, five years later? No, it's a little bit longer ago than that, because by this time they're in college, so... Maybe eight. Ten. Let's eight say ten, ten years for, later. For sake of argument. Um, yeah, for like, so like ten years later. And then we see Katherine Heigl. And she works at a morgue. Right? Yeah, I think she's a medical student. Yeah, she's she's not actually working there. Yeah, she's yeah, not a she's, doctor yeah. yet, but she's working um, on her doctor. So she's working there, and she the guy's like, "Hey, do you need? Do you want me to stay?" And she's like, "No, you can go." So the guy leaves, and she's there by herself. She gets a Valentine. That ba- this, so all the Valentines that the, they get in this movie are so like elaborately gorgeous cards <laughs> that are so just like crazy. And then they have something really sweet on them, and then it goes into something, like, really dark. Um, this is like a serial killer that's, like, straight OCD. I don't even know. I never met a more OCD killer in my life. Right. Like, dude, seriously, did you really need... Like, you're gonna kill them. How much money... <laughs> you either made those yourself, or how much money did you spend at Kinko's 
getting those made because I'm stupid I just, Cupid. Yeah, I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Anyway, so song Kath- break. Sorry, <laughs> Catherine Heigl is probably the biggest name in this movie. Um, well, I'd say besides Denise Richards. Besides, besides Denise Richards, yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, but so she gets killed within the first like five, ten minutes of this movie. Ah, uh, screen reference. There you go. One of your big names getting killed in the first few minutes of the movie. Right. Just saying. Like I said, not to mention Denise Richards' character, his last name is Prescott. Hello. <laughs> so she dies within the first few minutes. Um, basically, she dies in a body bag. Kind of cool death. Not like one of the best ones at all. By the way, guys, this movie does not have very cool deaths. Yeah, this is one of those movies that, like, it kind of sucks. It didn't have the best acting in it, and it really didn't have very good kill scenes either. So it was sort of like, this is what you get for a Valentine horror movie. I am disappointed. Literally, (laughs) long story short, the kid that got beat up is coming back for revenge. And you're trying to figure out who he is, because he's killing all these people. Um... And then it ends up, like, they all, all, most of the girls have boyfriends, and they're all, like, questioning the guys, like, seeing what's going on with them, um, and actually David Boreanaz's character ends up being the killer, even though for a second, it makes you think it's Dorothy. So, he, he actually dresses her up as the killer, because he wears a Cupid mask. So... He dresses her up as the killer, making you think she was the killer, and then he's holding, um, who was it he was holding at the end? Marley Shelton is the, uh, actress, but, uh, her name was Kate. Kate. So he's holding Kate at the end, and his nose starts bleeding, thus showing that he was actually the killer the whole time. That's literally the movie, guys. Right, because throughout the entire movie, the killer's wearing a Cupid mask, and then the nose would bleed every time he would murder someone through the Cupid mask, but then when Kate kills what winds up being Dorothy in the end, she's wearing the Cupid mask, but then we realize it's the the guy, his name is Jeremy, and uh, we realize it's him because his actual nose starts bleeding as Kate's holding him, and... You know, we're left to know, does she ever figure it out or whatever. Right. Um, That's how it ended. Yeah, that was about it. So, yeah, this, yeah. Like I said. I didn't hate it. I have to say I liked it, though, for, for like, a one-time, two-time watch, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I had. Guys, I think in, like, 18 years since this movie came out, that was probably, like, maybe the third time I had seen it when you and I watched it together. I don't, I really honestly had never. Wow. It just wasn't that good to me. Like I said, I thought for what they could have done with the genre of Valentine's Day, I just expected so much more. There was so much more that they could have done with it. The story was just, eh. There were a couple cool kills. Uh, one of the kills where the girl got shoved through the shower and all the glass was everywhere. And then he actually took her head and shoved her and paled her head on a piece that of glass that cool. was standing. That was really cool. Cool. That was so cool. So that was cool. really cool. And then Denise Richards' death is actually my favorite. 
Um, in the hot tub. In the yeah. hot tub. <laughs> Denise Richards in a hot tub, guys. Wild things. <laughs> I think they just wanted to get her in a bathing suit again. I feel like they were just this movie, like... This movie came out after, after Wild, Wild Things, things right? So they were just yeah. like, well, let's see her in a bathing suit again. Let's just let's be a bunch of Kevin Bacon's and watch her from the side. Let's lines. just keep putting Denise Richards in a bathing suit. Let's just find every excuse we can. Hey, I'm not complaining. She's hot back then, guys. Um, so she's in a ba- she's in a bathing suit. <laughs> well, you know where my mind is. So she's in the hot tub, and um, basically what happens is he comes over to the hot tub, gets her under, like he gets her underneath it, closes the top, which is see through. And then he drops a drill into the hot tub and electrocutes her. Yeah. Which was kind of a cool death. Pretty badass. Yeah. Well, he's trying to drill her at first. Like yeah, he's trying, he's to, trying to. But... And then she's trying to breathe through the holes. And then he stabs her at one point, And she thinks it's all over until he lifts up the lid and he throws the drill in and it electrocutes her. So, yeah, that part was pretty badass. But, yeah, otherwise it was just like, like I said, you know, we need a good, solid Valentine's movie, day movie, because it's a genre that really, there's so much more that they could do with it. I'm I'm so on board with a female director doing it. I think Honestly. the Saska sisters could absolutely fucking dominate a, a a Valentine's Day horror film. Um, now wasn't there a um? Okay, in the movie Holidays, mm-hmm. which was the horror anthology, um. There was a Valentine's Day segment. Did you ever see that? I haven't, actually. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sorry, guys. It's okay. Um, If anybody has seen this, like, this one is probably... um, Well, hey, look, I'll just put it out there. I'll read the synopsis real quick from... Wikipedia, guys, since I just happened to think about this. Uh, Holidays came out in 2016. It was an American horror anthology. Um, there were several directors that collaborated, including uh, Kevin Smith, Scott Stewart, Nicholas McCarthy, Anthony Scott Burns. Um, and the two that were involved with the Valentine's Day segment uh, was written and directed by, I'm sorry if I butcher these names, it's Kevin uh, Kolchich and Dennis Widmeyer. Um The story goes, uh, Maxine is picked on by Heidi in the gym and nearly drowns after being pushed off the diving board by her. Um, She is then rescued by her kind-hearted coach, Coach Rockwell, whom she has a crush on. Rockwell is suffering from a heart condition. Feeling sorry for Maxine, he leaves a Valentine's letter in her locker. Maxine finds it and becomes euphoric. She then stalks Heidi and chases her to a creek where she hits her in the face with a brick and kills her with a box cutter. Later that night, Rockwell is preparing for an outing with his wife when he hears the doorbell. Upon answering the door, he is horrified by the appearance of Maxine holding Heidi's ripped-out heart. Nice. Um, It's awesome. (laughs) It was such an amazing segment, and I'm thinking, like, why? Why have we not seen anything like this? Like, you could very well turn that into an obsessive story. You could very well turn it into something like that. It, It could work. Well, yeah. Can we talk about how we literally have, like, no holiday horror movies besides Christmas? Yeah. We have, what, that Thanksgiving one? There was, like, one? Can we get an Easter one, too? Again, oh, anthology. Good. Holidays. Anthology. Watch that Easter one. 
I, okay, so anybody that's actually seen it is understanding my stunned silence right now, because they're like, oh, Becky, we get you. <laughs> We've seen it. That Easter one kind of fucked me up too, girl. We got you. So what Again, I'm thinking is, it's a horror movie night Casper where is just going to have to watch so, this. Yes. Casper is going to have to watch it. It's on Netflix if nobody else has seen Ooh, it. Oh, it's on Netflix? Yes, it is on Netflix. Done. Um, <laughs> and as much as I love Kevin Smith and Harley Quinn, his daughter, uh, Kevin Smith happened to do the Halloween segment in Holidays. Uh, a little disappointed. Oh, sure. Sorry, Kevin. Just, uh, sorry. Because I love me some Mr. Kevin Smith. Uh, absolutely. I have met Jason Mewes. I have gotten to see Kevin Smith speak live. I adore them. I have been longtime fans for years. And I adore his daughter. But I'm sorry. I was a little disappointed. Other people may disagree with me. Um, Casper, if you see it, you may disagree. I don't know. We'll it see. Just, we it agree was okay. on a lot. It was okay. You know, it's all right. I get it. I just didn't understand it for that specific segment. I think right. if you've got Halloween for a horror in a holiday segment, you need to, like, bring it. You know, like, you got the oh, yeah. ultimate one. But, like, probably the Valentine's Day one was, like, my ultimate favorite. It was my ultimate favorite. And I'm like, again, why don't we have more Valentine's Day horror? We just need more horror movies and holidays in general. But um, I just think that you could, Valentine's, of course Halloween, that's easy. Um, Christmas has been done. Uh, Valentine's you could capitalize more on. We St. Patrick's Day would be a solid We cool could one. do St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Holy shit. Besides Leprechaun. Leprechaun doesn't count. I don't count. No. Lepre- <laughs> Good God, guys. <laughs> no. Leprechaun in the hood. Like, just how many freaking I actually kind of like the original Leprechaun. Don't get me wrong. but I Oh, got... it freaked me out. And it yeah. fucked me up all kinds of ten ways for Sunday. Because I love Warwick Davis. I absolutely love He was my Ewok. He was, he was my little Ewok. Yep. He was the movie Willow. Like, I absolutely adore Warwick Davis. And then I find out years later he was that creepy-ass fucking Leprechaun. And I'm just like... Okay, this is totally messing with my psyche right now. Like, no, you're Willow. Like, you're Willow, damn it. You're not freaking Leprechaun. So, let's rate these movies. Okay. So, let's, do it. let's what do you rate? Let's do out of 10. What do you rate My Bloody Valentine 1981? Okay, you said 1 to 10, right? 1 being worse, 10 being best. Okay, um, I am going to factor in the timing. <laughs> the cheese. That it was made, yes, the absolute nacho cheesiness of 1980s horror. Um, but there were some phenomenal kill scenes. So, uh, 1 to 10. I'm going to give it a solid 5. I will give it a good, solid, right smack in the middle. Only because I really think it's worth, if you're going to see the remake, it is really worth seeing the original and the kill scenes are solid. The special effects are solid enough for 80s horror, so. I give it a 5.5 because of the that one kill where he shoves yeah. her head into the shower and Hell he yeah. turns the water on. That was freaking awesome. Because it does make you appreciate the remake a lot. It does. It does. I liked it. Um, we, Wait, I gave it five and a half hearts. Yeah, out of ten. Out of ten. Halves. <laughs> um, so the remake. The remake. the remake. I liked the I remake. Um, I'm going to give the remake a seven. 
out of ten because okay. I would watch it again. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit there and be like, oh my god, I'm just gonna turn this on. I'm not gonna do that. But I have a feeling that there will come times when I'm like, I really want to watch that again. I, yeah. So I give it a seven. I'm a seven. Also because totally blood seven. war. God I damn, could, that I was totally good. Give a seven. I could totally give it a seven with the fact that Jensen Eccles as a villain. Because that's just out of the norm for somebody yeah. like him. And it really worked. The gore was phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, it was just better overall. You know, it had this, it just, it just really, really, really worked. It really did. So, yeah, seven was solid. solid. And lastly, <laughs> okay. Valentine. What okay. do you give Valentine? Okay. <laughs> She's going to be cruel. That sound <laughs> just. If anybody caught that right there. Um, oh my God. And I'm being so not Okay. I am being really nice right now. And only because Jamie Blanks. I really loved Urban Legend a lot. So I'm being very nice. So I'm going to give it a solid three. That is all you're getting. It was going to get a two. But I will give it a three. I give it a five. Only for Urban Legend. I give it a five. Okay, you're being nice. I liked it. Okay. <laughs> Guys, she was seeing it with a fresh pair of eyes. Any of us that were teenagers when that movie first came out, we're all agreeing with me right now. I give it a five. I give it a solid five because Denise Richards' kill scene was pretty great. And the fact that they actually made David the killer. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. Right. Because he's, like, normally this scene as the good guy. Kind of yeah, like, you know, Jensen Ackles. Angel. But... Right. Yeah. They made the typical good guy the bad guy in the movie. So, right. yeah. I just see that. I like that. I can also, see that. the maggot chocolates. Oh, my God. Yeah. How cool was that? <laughs> maggot chocolates, guys. That was pretty cool. Yeah. So, see, there's, there's some aspects in it that redeem it. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> eh. Eh. So, that's our review on the Valentine's Day movies. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you enjoy your Valentine's Day tomorrow. Yeah, we hope we gave you guys some, like, maybe some movie ideas, you yeah, know? I'm going like, to see Happy Death Day to I you. Like Valentine's Day is, I am working tomorrow. Uh, probably most of us are. Um, you know what? We'll probably catch Happy Death Day this weekend, Death Day to you this weekend, or maybe just some other crazy movie Probably a horror. Maybe the prodigy. Probably horror. Probably or a prodigy. Shout out to the prodigy. That looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, if more of you want to, I say seriously, and I think this could probably go into next week's episode where we're doing uh women of horror. Honestly, guys, like we need to reach out to horror film directors, and I solidly think more female horror film directors about making more Valentine's Day. Absolutely. Like holiday horror in general, but Valentine's Day. Because I really think it's a concept that could work. It is Especially really to concept. make a serial killer out of a Valentine's Day oh movie. Oh my God, that you would could put it in easy. high school. You could put it in high school. Like yeah. seriously, you could take kids, like you could do a Valentine's Day dance and make it creepy. I mean, you could literally take it anywhere. You could do anything yep. with it. So I'm I'm all for it. 
all for a bit more Valentine's horror for sure. I am so excited for next week. I am too. We're guys, we're doing Women of Horror because February is Women of Horror Month. It is. So, so excited, we're going to be talking about everyone that you love. Ripley, Nancy, Sydney, Lori, help me out here. <laughs> oh my God. So many. I mean, the Saska sisters, Christina Ricci, um, Angela, what's her last name? Adam's family. Who are you thinking of? Houston? Angelica. Angelica Houston. I messed yeah, up. Yeah. Angelica fine. Houston. You're good. <laughs> you're I was good. Like, I messed up that name. You're fine. You're fine. I, I apologize, Angelica Houston. A different actress. Um, oh my god, like we could we could sit here and name off names for the entire fucking two hours and still not even name all the incredible women who have been in horror movies as final girls, as killers, as directors, as God, just Everything. When you said Angela, I thought you were talking about Angela Bettis. Or Angela somebody, Bassett. Which is somebody, Angela Bassett, American Horror Story, and, uh, well, hey, Black History Month, shout out. Like, um, hell yeah. How amazing, guys. Like, to come from, I grew up with Angela Bassett playing, like, Tina Turner to Angela Bassett being one of the most amazingly beautiful black women in horror now. Like, seeing her in the American Horror Story series has just been absolutely phenomenal. She has killed it. She's Bless killed it. that woman. She's killed it. She's also 60. And gorgeous. Black <laughs> don't crack, y'all. Just saying. Angela Bassett um, and Jennifer Tilly are goals in life. Yeah. They're both 60 years old. Gorgeous. Stress-free life. Living oh, a hell. <laughs> Living a best life. Living their best life. That's what that's called. Not giving a fuck with any of y'all thinking... Living their best lives. Like, that's amazing that's, people. That's what that's called. Yeah. So, we are excited. I'm, I'm so excited about next week. I just, I'm excited to talk about, like, our favorite screen queens, who our favorite uh, female horror film directors are. Just, um, you know, how, how women have really shaped the horror genre in general. Uh, horror movies that have a female cast that center around them. The craft. The we were craft. literally just talking about the craft. God. Like how much that movie shaped such a huge part of my childhood and I'm sure did to a lot of other very teen angsty <laughs> girls in the nineties and early two thousands. Super gothy Phenomenal movie. super hot topic. Oh my, my god, it was so hot topic. <laughs> it was- not hot topic now, hot topic then. <laughs> if any of you lived through it, you know what I mean. I was there, guys. I was all about it. But it's it's just so great to have a month dedicated to the amazing females and especially to get to share this month with Black History Month. Yeah. Like awesome. that that is amazing to me. So we're just literally just gonna be talking about girls all week all week next week. Yeah. All the ladies. Coming from a queer and a lesbian. (laughs) I like the ladies. We're we're literally just might go off on tangents where we're like, oh my god, this person is so gorgeous. Hey, ladies. Hey. The Beastie Boys song. (laughs) Just throwing it out there. (laughs) So, please come back next week for Don't Fuck With The Original for our wonderful episode on women of horror spanning all them, all them ladies. 
autumn ladies. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. We hope you enjoy it. Happy Valentine's Day. Much love. Hugs and kisses and boils and ghouls and all that creepy, creepy good lovey-dovey stuff. Boils and ghouls. We're putting it all out there. Jesus Lovey-doveys. Lovey-doveys and skulls and blood and all that good stuff. All right, guys. Enjoy Enjoy your week. We will see you next week on Wednesday because Wednesdays are for podcasts. See ya. Peace out. Bye, guys.